tried those things. Like, yeah, no, fibre to the door, fibre to the node. We don't need to. Go. Oh, <laughs> Mate, we don't need to air get, our dirty laundry. G'day, dear lovers, and welcome to the Antidote, a series of special episodes of Brews News Live. I'm your host, Pete Mitchum. In this series, we hope to engage with the beer community to share the insights, the ideas, and the strategies that other folk in the Caper have come up with to provide a virtual gathering place, an online beer o'clock, if you like, so that those forced into isolation away from family, friends, and beer colleagues can connect, stay informed, but more importantly, feel a part of this extended beer family. Today, despite some technical difficulties, we will be chatting with Tim Fishwick from soon-to-open White Bay Beer Company and Jacqueline Sacco from Co-Conspirators Brewing uh, to hear about how their operation is pivoting to face the challenges that the current situation is laying before them. I'm joined again, hopefully, um, technical difficulties aside, by my Brews News Week co-host and good mate, Matt Kierkegaard. G'day, Matt. G'day, Pete. Yes, I'm actually here. Um, everything's been working. You and I have been able to chat uh, furiously. It's going but, so well. The like, live chat room, it, yeah. Uh, each time, like the, the internets just throw us up a, a, a different challenge each day and we solve it and it seems to then be replaced by another one. So unfortunately, folks, the, uh, the live uh, and the chat room, well, the chat room was working a treat. The chat room was working, yeah, everything was working. Anyway, anyway, let's get on with it. Um, That's it. It was a rough day before this, and this didn't make things any better, but at least we have a beer in hand, the nice thing about doing it at this time of the afternoon. Hey, Matt, can I indulge just for a sec, because I know, you know, uh, between you and I, I'm sure there's been lots of uh, reaching out and just, um, you know, a little bit of Neil Diamond hands touching hands virtually, not real, of course, um, just to check how people are. And, and I've, you know, been able to visit a few breweries before the the lockdown to, to get some supplies. And, you know, you, you kind of feel like people are sort of saying to me, mate, it's great what you guys are doing. It's great that we, you know, we've got this as something that we can kind of um, gather around and, and whatever. But um, how are you? Mate, I... I... Yeah, look, thank you for asking. Sorry, I, I, I wasn't sure where, the, where you were going with that. But uh, yeah, mate, today has been a bit of a rough day. Um, you know, like as everyone's getting, you know, you roll out of bed, you see what, you know, <laughs> what has the world delivered overnight. And uh, yeah, it, it's just been that. And we've spent our days, as you say, checking in with people and hearing, you know, some really distressing, heartbreaking stories um, of people that you genuinely care about in an in industry that you would sort of you know, very, uh, you know, emotionally invested in. And, uh, yeah, so today's just been one of those days where it, it, it was a little bit harder than others. But, uh, anyway, I've got a great team and I've, uh, I, I get to have a chat with you. But uh, mate. That's it. And lucky we have this. We have the, the antidote as our um, virtual beer garden, patent pending, um, <laughs> or copyright Mick Hulse, um, to, I guess, you know, the meeting place, the gathering place for people to kind of uh, come together. And it, it's not about... You know, sharing gloom and doom. It's it, it's it's more about for those who have just joined us. It's for an opportunity to get people to who have got an idea, who have pivoted, who have um, you know come up with a, a solution to a problem that they didn't know they were ever going to have to deal with. Um, and it also then sheds a little bit of light on um, the fact that yeah, you know what, as Troy Bolton said in High School Musical one, we're all in this together. <laughs> God. <laughs> uh, mate, look, we might get straight into it because we uh, we had Tim Fishwick. Uh, now, many people will know Tim uh, from 
or most recently, uh, Bolter Brewing Company. Before that, he was with uh, Rocks Brewing. And look, I've got a feeling that, and it's pretty, it's pretty easy to to get away with saying this because it's it's a pretty much a catch all. But for most guys who have been around more than ten minutes in this caper, you can say, I reckon he's, and he started at Little Creatures, um, and you can be pretty much guaranteed that you you've got a ninety percent chance of of being right. Um, but Tim was in the the chat room the last couple of days and we put out the call we did say you know if you if you'd like to join us um as a guest because the idea of this is just a, a quick little half hour each afternoon during the week to uh chat to to two guests um to get a bit of a feel for um how this whole shutdown has affected them but more importantly to get a, a gauge on how they've um reacted to it and what sort of ingenious uh, solutions they've come up to with to, to deal with it. And um, But more importantly, you know, just to let everyone know that, yeah, you're not alone. Yeah, so uh, and, and we've actually got Tim on the line. So, uh, oh, so Tim, that was enough padding? That yes. was plenty of padding, uh, Pete. I, yeah. I, did, I did pump his tyres just a little bit. G'day, Tim. Hello, boys. And the thing about the uh, no live is I don't know if you did or you didn't until tomorrow, do I? So. <laughs> yeah, no, we absolutely did pump your tyres. And, uh, mate, sorry to keep you in the chat room, as, as we've uh, just explained to the eventual listeners. Uh, a few um, uh, technical gremlins, and I don't, don't, don't know why. And to be honest, it's been that sort of day that I probably don't have the bandwidth to sort it out. But, mate, how are you? Uh, yeah, mate, all right. I'm uh, looking over a balcony at rain in Sydney, you know, which keeps people inside anyway, I suppose, doesn't it? So, <laughs> yeah. But no, no, we're, um, I think in the world of this brand new project that is White Bay, we're in a unique situation that uh, I think we're kind of unluckily unlucky at the moment kind of thing. We don't have beer in kegs. We don't have beer in cans. We have beer that we've just started to put in fermenters, you know. So I think for us, we're we're... In the world that is unknown, we sit here. I'm very lucky to have a couple of good business partners that are very good at um, the commercial sides of business, and we know what we're doing right now, which is cash burn. And um, that cash burn involves a few staff members, which is me and the couple of brewing team. And uh, and ironically, our rent kicked in this month uh, after <laughs> our rent free period. Um, we've paid for most of our equipment, etc. Um, so I think plan right now is I've spent the last couple of days. We're a very small fish in something like a Aurora, for example, packaging pond um, to make sure that we can get some cans produced uh, over the next three or four weeks, which was always in the pipeline. And, and what are you how- hearing about cans? Because I've heard mixed things about it. There seems to have been such, you know, unless there's stocks built up in warehouses somewhere, when you suddenly see everybody switching from draft to cans, we'll have a, a bit of a toilet paper situation where. It's it's not a shortage as such. We just don't have it on hand, um, and we need to sort of take a little bit of time to ramp up production. So, are you able to get cans when eventually you're able to uh, get beer into them? Well, I think yeah. Well, it's, it's it's a great question, and the answer is ask me in two and a half weeks' time when uh, <laughs> I have a production date. Uh, but interestingly enough, that production date has been moved out for inverted commas uh, other bigger customers. So we had a locked-in date. Um, I, I've been asking over the last week, and let's not pretend the world is normal at the moment. But uh, the conversation right now, and I, I, you know, I'm happy to be a little bit flexible with what we're doing, kind of thing. Uh, we did. Um, our suppliers have told us that uh, the production's been pushed out a bit for some other priorities, and I know one of them is a large independent, but the other one may not be. So cans, cans are definitely uh, needed. 
I think, right across the history. And Tim, is that um, like the standard, you know, 330 mil or is it right across the board? Do they kind of make them to, I don't know how the, that, that side of the, the supply chain works, but is, so it sort of, is, there, is there an opportunity for somebody to say, well, let's go to 500s or let's do 440s or, or something different? Yeah. And I think I think this is the bit that I'm I'm kind of new, I'm new to is building relationships as part of building a, the whole business versus what I've been involved in and the other business I've been involved in. And um, you would hope that the relationship is about the fact that I'm starting one that's going to be a long-term relationship. But I also have to respect the fact that there's other people that have the relationship longer. What I do understand is the scheduling, and um, I've chosen or we've chosen to go with Aurora. Um, Dennis is a big fan of them, and there's a couple of other options out there, for example. And they, depending on what can you grab, it's produced anywhere from New New, uh, New Zealand, Victoria, or New South Wales. So depending on what right. size of can you use. So yeah, definitely people can zig when they need to zag or or, or make a choice to make a change up. You know, obviously someone like modus operandi i went from 500 to 375s they could go back to it or you know you could look at a production schedule if you've got the relationship you've already got the artwork set up um you know it comes down to artwork the plates um all of those bits and pieces and that could take some time and then finding room in the schedule so for how i understand it is if you go you know off the beaten track of 375 mils then your, your production is slightly more limited in the dates and the months that you can actually produce that and then you know, if you're going to get something produced in New Zealand, what's that looking like at the moment as well? Yeah, yeah, mate, I don't, I don't suppose by any chance, given that stuff might have to stay in your fermenters that little bit longer, you didn't have like a, uh, you know, a Pilsner or a lager that could, you know, could do with a bit of extra lagering and you could, you know, turn those red thoughts into green thoughts. Have you uh, spent any time with Dennis? He would, uh, he's just been throwing at us that he'd love to make, fill the, all the tanks with lager. Let's just, <laughs> let's just, let's just write it out, he says. So... Um, I think that's that's the thing is the balancing act of what we've been doing like every other business is sitting down in our own little war room and working out what's the best thing for us, for our ownership group over the next four weeks and planning for the next three to six months. You know, like, as I said, we, we've got, we're two stages to what we were doing in a launch point of view, which is beer out into market um, in package and, and obviously kegs, which is not possible now. And then the second part of that is a hospitality part of that. And we always knew that that was secondary. We've in the background, they still need to go through the DA process or about to go through the DA process with council. So for us, it's, it's just about limiting our amount of beer, but so we don't have, we don't have any kind of history to go on. I've been lucky enough over the last week to get, um, spend some time um, with the Inner West Brewers Association and, you know, Pete Phillips is obviously involved in all of these bits and pieces and, you know, all those guys, I've been lucky enough to, you know, work out what they're doing at the moment. And then the good thing about this community is there is a lot of sharing going on and, you know, building their online platforms and working out direct from business and, you know, this keg return thing, all those sort of things. So as I said, probably for me, it's a little bit of an education while working out planning on a beer that doesn't exist at the moment, you know. Well, mate, let, let's just step back a little bit because we, we did catch up with Adam Tripp Smith on the um, podcast at the start of the year. It seems like a long, long time ago. I don't, well, I don't even know if we were talking about the bushfires back then. But you know, I, I saw it when Dennis uh, was getting the, the the brewery settled. Had a bit of a chat. What was the original opening date? Um, had had things not intervened? Uh, I think for us, if the yeah, you know, it's like building a house. It's like building anything. We thought we'd have beer in tank. Um, early March uh, or maybe even late February kind of thing. We probably were two or three weeks behind that. So 
we were we were around where we thought we'd be that i i was planning to launch package this very very uh in a small way just before easter anyway so we we are right on our as i said if this happened in six weeks time it would be a very different story for me right now because i would have panned and kegged <laughs> yeah so and and it's, it's, I, I guess you're still in this the, the phase that you know construction delays might have put you in, in, into had it not been for something that was a, a national-wide shutdown. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I think, you know, out of disaster probably slowed us a little bit coming out of January with trades um, and what was happening with the bushfires. Because that, that, that slowed us down from a build point of view. Um, yeah, and then just obviously... So, so I think in, in, the, in the glass half full section is that where we've ended up in this middle of this part is a best worst scenario for us of being able to be a little bit flexible. And we know we've only got limited cash in the bank, but as I said, for us, this was the next two or three months of what we were doing, which was launching a brand. We just don't know what that looks like now. So that's the unknown is bigger. We knew we had a network. We knew we had some supporters out in the market. We knew we were putting a good brand together. We know we've got a cracking brewer and you know, from what I'm tasting in the fermenters, he's going to, you know, he's going to turn out what we need to turn out. So yeah, it's just all unknown. Like everybody, we just don't have a brand that people know yet. So we and but it, we we're going to target our local area, and that's still our plan. Um, you know, we weren't about to pop up and suddenly do three million liters in two months. It was never about that. It was about the local community of the peninsula not having a brewery before. So, and and what's the the, the feeling been in 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 the peninsula about how everyone's feeling about the the new brewery about to open? But great. That's the thing. That's that's the exciting part about it. I think there's two parts to that is the public are very, very aware of it. Um, uh, and, you know, I think it extends out of that into a little bit more of Sydney. But um, we, we put a, a – Adam was very good at getting investors together and um, through all of our network that are, that are people that are like-minded. And we, we have investors or owners in our ownership group that are actually genuine fans, but also most of them are genuine locals. So, and we knew that was part of a formula to be successful. So, we we not well, kind of know we've. I'm not saying well, yeah, we've pre-sold a bit anyway because of our owners. So, um, in regards to that, so I think the local market is is pretty good, and and I think they're pretty pretty pumped about it. Um, it's just how much they can drink, you know. Like we don't, but so we just dial back what we're producing for that. So. So, as somebody that's been in the, the the brewing game for a long time, and you've 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 seen a lot, you've worked for a couple of uh, you know sort of significant businesses, you've got a lot of experience. What are you doing to sort of prepare for when suddenly the taps are turned back on? Um, good question. I, I said, I said, I think you know, it's just I think everyone's a bit. What's the right word? I don't know. Melancholy or shell shocked. I, I, yeah, shell-shocked, and I, I think this conversation could be completely different next week and it could be completely different in a month's time. The thing that I do know is I spent Monday night, um, yeah, I said two, two my, my two business partners, the reason we start that are two very good industry fr- friends, and especially Tim Condo, Condo, who's, you know, he's just he's got two hotels who's just been through all the hospitality industry where he's had to, you know, tell people, tell 35 workers that they don't have a job anymore, you know, like, so... What, what I planned pre this and the support that I knew that I had across our ownership group and et cetera, was that I knew that I had a base to build a brand on. Um, I knew I was putting a good brand together and I knew that there was going to be good beer. What on what we need to, what we can't say is if it's three months, all right, then I can start to 
work around who's going to open up and what, what venues are going to open up when Tap Beer reopens up and have those conversations again because these people are people that I've known for 5, 10, 15, 20 years. So, you know, it's again to hopefully have a base of a, of a customer to, to plan around forecasting for. But as I said, I spent Monday night just texting guys going, mate, no one, you know, this is shit for, the, for, for all of us. But I... I don't have to go through what you guys are going through. You know, I've got some really good hotel mates that still have a couple of hundred grand in debtors to pay and, and um, yeah, and, and, and had to let off all their staff and close their doors. So that's where my thoughts are at the moment is that you know, as part of that big hospitality industry is that if they don't survive, then I don't survive, you know? Yeah. yeah. But, um, Look, thanks very much. We'd better let you go because, as I say, you know, if nothing else, you've um, probably worked a pretty long day and you've uh, you've earned yourself a beer. So we should let you go and uh, and enjoy that in peace. Um, Tim, mate, all the best um, to you and yours, um, to the crew and to the family. And um, thanks very much for joining us on the antidote. Done, lads. Thanks for that. And I was, I was actually hoping that we were going to have this podcast. We exchanged texts a couple of weeks ago. We were hoping that we'd be able to have this podcast as that, that first batch of beer was coming out of the tank. So uh, hopefully um, we're going to be able to enjoy each other's company uh, at some stage before too much longer and have that beer on the other side. If, if I promise Dennis makes you a cracking lager, boys, will you come? Oh, mate, we'll, mate we'll... I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> Done. <laughs> Cheers, boys. Good on you, Tim. Take care. Thanks, Stay safe. Tim. Yeah, Tim Fisherick from uh, White Bay Beer Company. Um, yeah, and look, look, I think they're probably, again, if we look to the bright side, uh, in a good position because Tim's been involved. Uh, he was obviously involved with the um, bolter from the from the ground up, so he's had that experience of, like, it, it must just be good. I, I would think, Matt, to have somebody on board who's who's been there from a start. Um, in a way. You know, it's similar to oh well, you know, the liquor license hasn't come through, or you know, obviously it's it it's a more extended timeline. Um, but in terms of having somebody on board who's been through all those sort of sorts of things before, I would think that White Bay Beer Co is is in a good position having somebody like um, like the fish on board. Well, absolutely. But you know, you know, when when you hear the story, the one of the the owners is a um, publican, so he's taking a whack there. Um, well, he's just, yeah, he's, got, he's just copped up from both sides, really, hasn't he? Um, and then, you know, Adam uh, Tripp-Smith, who we spoke to, great podcast we did with him uh, a couple of weeks ago, has just launched the um, uh, Convoy, uh, Convoy Kegs, which Convoy is keg, a, like yeah. a, a keg company yeah. that I'd imagine there aren't too many um, brewers phoning in asking for more kegs just at the moment. So uh, ATS will be fine. Every, every time he coughs a thousand bucks, falls out, he'll be fine. Oh, Pete. <laughs> okay. Okay. No, um, what I'm saying e- is emails to Peter Mitchum at beerblokes.com.au. Um, <laughs> Adam's got your number. Send you. Yeah, he, he's, he's got me on speed dial. But, uh, Pete, yes, so, uh, you know. Sorry, I was padding then at that first bit talking about. Oh, oh sorry. No, no, I, I hadn't got uh, Jacqueline on. Maybe you can sort of introduce Jacqueline and I'll uh, sort of get her on. Oh, you haven't got her on? Okay, no worries. Um, Jacqueline Sacco is, I guess, one quarter of the uh, the consumer facing uh portion of co-conspirators brewing 
um, pair of couples, is that or a couple of pairs, um, <laughs> who have been doing some really great things. Uh, have been now. I don't know. We're not. I'm going to get in trouble with someone, so I'll just say Gypsy Brewing, Cuckoo Brewing, uh, Voodoo Brewing. Um, I called it you know, Nomad Brewing on the Nomad Brewing. Well, you know, yeah. you're going to upset somebody no matter what you say. But anyway, they haven't had their own brewery up until uh, recently. Uh, a place to call their own, and obviously um, keen to hear how their operation is um, is pivoting to face the challenges that the current situation is laying before them. And uh, yeah, no, 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 well done, Pete. And we've got uh, Jacqueline on the line now. So, uh, Jackie, oh. welcome welcome to uh, The Antidote. Oh, hi. How are you? Very Thanks well. Thanks very much for your patience, Jacqueline, for waiting in the, uh, the chat room. Um, so I've just got a text from uh, somebody who was waiting in the chat room and said, geez, when, um, when Queensland closes the borders, they really close the borders. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, the internet uh, up at Matt's place was, uh, yeah, just not quite... Uh, you know, technical difficulties. But anyway, we're glad you, you hang on. And thanks for your patience. You got me now. That's all good. And, and, and welcome to, to the Radio Brews News Network. And yeah, may, maybe before we get into the current situation, just tell, we've given you given a potted history of co-conspirators, but tell us a little bit about the, the, the background. Yeah. Um, so we've been nomad brewing for three and a half years now. Uh, and, Sorry, uh, will I open a can? I was going to say, is it one of you is opening a can? It's not me. <laughs> not me no i haven't i haven't started yet you know only five o'clock <laughs> this is a rare um, treat for me jackie oh is it <laughs> we, we normally we normally record it yeah about nine o'clock between eight thirty and, and nine thirty of a morning so um we're one of the few beer podcasts that doesn't sort of um mm, this beer is delicious you know oh as wow go you should start um, <laughs> well that's that's why we've moved to five <laughs> You're not well, going to believe uh, this, Pete, but it's uh, it, it, we're suddenly live. So anyone that we've got a couple of people still in the chat room, and suddenly it's uh, kicked did over. Did it all of a sudden work? Yeah, the internet the internet kicked in. Anyway, oh, anyway, me. just 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 <laughs> continue on. Go, Jackie. No worries. Um, yeah, so uh, three and a half years ago, uh, my um, my partner Tim and my business partner Mag- Maggie and Dion all met through um, Mary Mashes and uh, did um, home brewing um, to start with. My background is in sales and marketing for hoteliers. Um, I've been doing that for a long time. So um, that's how I sort of fit in to the the scheme of things. And uh, we met and we just basically said, let's start this. And that's pretty a a long story short, really. And that was three and a half years ago. and uh, we just announced earlier this year that we have found our own um, home, and uh, we're hoping to um, to uh, open this year. So that's that's really great. So how are those plans? Because I know that we've been following through our brewery radar section uh, on Australian yes. Brews News, and uh, has this? Are you going ahead? Um, you know, full steam ahead, knowing that hopefully at some stage we're going to be on the other side of this. Uh, yeah. Uh, crisis yeah we kind of i think we it's still all um all steam ahead um i guess in in a way we're kind of happy that we potentially have been delayed slightly because if we were to be opening sooner rather than later we 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 we'll probably be put into a really bad situation so um from the 
from the building or the pre-work, we're still doing what we have to do. We're still having meetings with architects and builders and, and council and all that sort of thing. So from the brewery side of it, um, it's definitely still all going ahead. It's just that we probably looks like that we're going to be um, starting a little bit late, uh, opening a little bit later this year rather than the um, the July date that we that we hoped so um, that's probably a part of it um, I guess um, waiting I think also a bit of a delay about our brewery um, in getting it to Australia so that's also been delayed because of corona so um, yeah there's just been a couple of things we're still um, planning permits still not been approved so we're still waiting on that with council so from our side it's still all all guns blazing we just um just been a little bit delayed because of it all so yeah and jackie just to paint the picture for the for the listeners are you guys all still you know working day job you know real jobs um while you yeah. were setting the brewery up and everything and is the idea well or was the the initial plan to then once the the brewery's up and running to to dedicate yourselves to that yeah i guess um we 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 all were full-time um so Maggie and Dion are both paramedics. Um, Tim's a is a registered nurse, and I'm still working in hotels. Um, but Tim has been full time in the business from the first of December, with the rest of us sort of still working um, and doing beer stuff on the side. So um, yeah, so Tim's been the first with. Um, and then Dion will, will follow next, um, just basically because he's he's the brewer and um, wins. Basically, he'll start full time when the brewery reaches Australia, because he's obviously got to put it all in. They got to put it all in and manage all that, and um, and then uh, obviously start start brewing beer and commissioning that 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 equipment when it when it arrives, and then uh, brewing the beer for opening. So. Um, and then with Maggie and I following at a later date. Um, so that's how it's kind of working at the moment. Obviously, that could change um, with the current climate, but that's what our plan has been so far. So, yeah. So talking about the, the, the beer that you're actually making now, and Pete and I were talking just before you came on about uh, nomenclature. And uh, it's always been known as gypsy brewing, but that seems to be something that people are moving away from these days. How do you guys refer yep. to what you, what you do? Um, I guess we're we're trying to stay away from the word gypsy. I guess we still kind of use it, but um, I think we're we're more nomad because ultimately um, we're not really contracting. It's our recipe and and, and deal managers, all that. I mean, yes, we we deal with our our partners in our our beer, but it's it's, um, it's basically – Dion's recipe. He's doing what he needs to do, and he he lets our partners know what what he wants to do with the beer. So yeah, we we call it we call it Nomad Brewing now. So yeah, I guess initially it was Gypsy, but yeah, I think now the the word is Nomad. I guess I guess I, there's not, there's not as many as a, of, of us in, around anymore. Would you say? I mean, you guys probably know more than than what we do, but um, from the people that we that we knew who started off where we were, they're all sort of got their own spaces now. So, yeah. And I guess... Yeah, there's, there so certainly seems to be a, a bit of a, a shift. Um, and you look at the classic example, I guess, would be, say, Bad Shepherd and, and Wolf of the Willows, where yeah. two breweries that, that perhaps would have had to um, nomad brew, but combined were able to 
set themselves up with the idea that eventually, you know, one would, um, you know, get enough cash in the bank to, to break away and do yeah. their own thing as, as Scotty's done. Um, yeah. But you're right. It's probably the that, – that model is probably not as – it's probably more, look, we'll just get a contract brewed or we'll set up our own place, you know, and, yeah. and, and we're bleeding probably – and look, in this economic climate and with this particular situation, I guess everyone's going to refocus and sort of say we may, maybe a, a small brew pub, you know, being that local brewery and, and with the great focus on – um, how important it is to, to look after local, um, that, that that might be the way that things move. Yeah, I guess the the current model that we were doing worked for us when we started out um, with our um, sort of, uh, you know, we, we really focused on our local area to start with and we grew that sort of wholesale side of the business and then um, we, we've started We've got enough capital now that we've we've decided to take the plunger our own space. So, um, yeah, I guess it's nomad brewing is not for everyone. I think um, our our idea from the start was to always open our own space, um, and in order for us to do it was to do this this model first um, and get a brand identity, and then start and then look for a space, and then and take it from there. So, yeah, I guess. Um, like I said, there's not many people doing that road, but it worked for us. So, um, yeah, I, I, I can't fault it. Uh, and we when we partner with really great with great um, breweries. So, and we've we've done so over the last three and a half years. We've kind of got per- permanent homes now at those breweries. Um, so, yeah, uh, it, it worked for us, and and we, we we would definitely suggest it if someone was just starting out. Feel free to give Thanks. them a shout out oh. if you want. By the way. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. So um. Obviously, Dayton, we've used Dayton from the start and Dan Dayton and his team have just been a real great support and especially with now, I mean, we've we've had to reduce a lot of our, our, our brewery schedule because of coronavirus. So um, this is both with our both our um, – without both our um, – our permanent permanent breweries, but yeah, Dan Dayton and his team have been amazing, and um, yeah, we have a permanent home um, at at Bodrigi as well. So both um, both Dan and Pete um, have been great support over this really strong, um, really hard time. Um, we've we've um, have two beers in tank at the moment. Um, one being a, a double hazy, which we which we have to release. Um, um, and we also got our Gabs beer, which um, which we have to release too. So um, it's currently in tank, so we can't just sort of sit on it. So, um, but yeah, they've both been really supportive in this time. And Jackie, it's it's funny you, you speak of partnership, and then it made me immediately think of um, Clint Weaver, who's uh, Pocket yes. Beagles, um, yes. who's the graphic designer who was um, responsible for all your can artwork which i think is what really um and we often talk about how you know as the market gets more crowded it's it's harder to find that white space where you can sort of be be seen um yes. and the, the the real estate if you like on on cans really opens itself up to um you know something distinctive and, and striking um and clint's designs in that kind of um i, I and look, listen to Ian McNally's The Chosen Brew um, yes. episode with, with Clint because it's, it's a really great um, insight great into 
his style and that sort of thing. But it does make your 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 particular artwork really sort of pop. Um, I, I think we probably should. He's perhaps somebody we should reach reach out to and and uh, <laughs> get as a guest on the antidote because um, I guess that that side of things, you know, for him, he's he's obviously going to feel it as well. And then when people, yeah. you know, when, when we as we say, when when the taps turn back on again. I'm imagining that a heap of breweries are going to want some new artwork to do some sort of, you know, um, you know, we're back kind of, um, uh, you know, feel good um, beer releases when when it's all over. Yeah, he's he's pretty amazing. I mean, it, people kind of um, think that we're a lot bigger than what we are, but it's just him doing all the work that he's done for us and for other breweries at the moment. So. Um, you know, he's not. He doesn't have a whole team behind him. It's just him doing all the artwork and and all that. So, he's pretty amazing. I mean, we met Clint through Emily Day. Uh, we knew Emily through through other channels and at the, at the start, and she introduced us to to him. And we owe him a lot for sort of sort of. We had an idea about what our 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 brand wanted to be and he just sort of he's just brought it to life so yeah he's 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 very amazing and I know that he's sort of put out on socials at the moment to to reach out to to the beer the beer industry um with people that have got Gab's beers um Gab's beers um in tank that obviously can't cancel that to reach out to him if he need if people need decals or anything um to be arranged so reach out to the brewery land. If anyone needs it, please reach out to him. No worries. Now, Jack, Jackie, just before we let you go, just wanted to, at the moment, as you are Nomad Brewing, so you've, you've got partners and you've got beer in tank. Is most of your beer normally can or keg or you know, what's your normal route to market? Yeah, it's... um. So, obviously, we, we have smaller batches than probably a, a lot of people out there. So... Um, so we do anywhere between a, a, a 30 to 50 hectolitre batches at a time. And um, we it, it really depends on the beer, really. And we sort of skew, skew those pack numbers according to the demand. So there might be... There might be a particular beer, like um, say a mat- say Matriarch is probably one of our most popular. We may um, skew a bit more towards um, to keg because people like to have that beer on 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 tap. But uh, for something like um, we just released our XPA, which is Salesman, we, we probably skew that more to to pack because it's an XPA and people tend to like to have that, take that home. So I guess it all depends on what we do. And, um, and we try, because we have our smaller batches, we try to um, try to pre-sell as much as we can prior to it coming out of, um, coming out of tanks. So um, that should, that usually gives us an idea of what we do in pack numbers. So it really depends on the beer. Um, Yeah. I mean, obviously at the moment um, with the two new bet, batches we probably skew well the haze double hazy um will will we'll be all in pack um we won't be doing any keg on that but um with the gavsby we'll be we'll be putting something in in pack and we're keeping some aside for our opening because it is a dark beer so um yeah it all depends on the beer really yeah and how have you been affected by everything that's happening now in terms of your you know, just of business and sales yeah um it's been a bit strange really i mean we've uh, the bottle shops have been really supportive so far because um as 
as we are a nomad brewing, um, we have a what we call a, a, the Victorian liquor license. I'm sure it's the same in, in all states, but it's a it's a pre it, it's basically a wholesale license because um, we are a gypsy. So um, we 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 aren't able to we aren't able to um, sell direct to re, uh, to the public. So we're really relying. Um, Relying on our part, our, our bottle shop partners that are still open to to um, to, to take some beer. So um, that's really been the the main struggle, and we, and we have tried to speak to the to the liquor Victorian liquor licensing to see if there's any exemptions, and we're still trying because um, we really want to try to sell it, sell um, even if it's temporary during this time to see if we can sell direct. But at this stage, we haven't been able to do so. So that that's been the main pro- the main problem so far. Um, obviously, we've got the two beers in tank at the moment, and you know we, we, we've got to sell them, so we've got to try to sell them as much as we can. And with Gabs and Good Beer Week being being postponed to later in the year, um, we've got to hold on to we've got to um, hold on to that um, Gabs uh, Gabs beer stock. So um, until until it comes around, so those are the sort of things that we've we're mainly focusing on. And obviously, we've still got kegs in stock um, at our warehouse, so. We're just trying to find a way to particularly what we what we're going to do with that. So whether um, I think um, East Coast have brought out this week that they they were happy to they look can, at yeah they, yeah, they, they yeah, can do can uh, from keg yeah yeah yeah. So we, we're exploring that. Um, we're also looking at um, talking to the ATO regarding um, getting excise back on those kegs because we're not going to be able to sell them. So um, we might. That might be an opportunity too. So, yeah, we're just sort of thinking outside the box on what we can do. And um, thank you for for letting us be on the show today because you know, we can get the word out and and for for um, what we've got available. So thanks a lot for that, guys. I really appreciate it. Um, but yeah, those are the sort of main points that we're kind of struggling at the moment. And obviously, sort of the delay of our brew pub um, scheduling has sort of been delayed to learn the which could be a benefit at the end of the day. Well, actually, just just before we let you go, there was one other question that piqued my interest at the start. So, two of the four of you are in emergency services, and one of you yes. is a is a nurse or a, in. Well, um, yeah, Tim wasn't Tim wasn't. Well, he's a nurse. Um, he hasn't worked in a hospital for a while. Um, but yeah, he's now working working for the business. So he's basically project managing the the build. So yeah, he he was a nurse. Yeah. I picked a, a, a bad time to get out of that boom industry at the moment. I'd imagine. <laughs> yes, he is. He is. Um, yeah, but um, Maggie and Aaron are currently on on holidays at the moment, but um, they're um, having to. They're going back to work. Uh, not next week. Week after. Um, so they're currently in Adelaide visiting family. But um, yeah, they're. Um, it'll be all guns blazing. Um, when well, Jackie, he, hopefully uh, they can. Hopefully they get back before the borders are closed, and um, yeah, yeah, absolutely, <laughs> we go into absolutely. full lockdown. Yeah, it, it's funny. And Maggie called us, and because of they're both ambos, um, uh, she said, "Oh, Dion's had to uh, shave his beard off, so he doesn't look like a brewer anymore because he has to shave <laughs> it off because of, because of the um, because of the mask that they have to wear. I don't know if you've seen it on us." Social media, yeah. but yeah, yeah, it's a bit of a it's a bit of a joke between the four of us. But um, yeah, yeah. So they're um, they'll be back to emergency services in a couple of weeks' time. So yeah. 
Well, Jackie. Well, Jackie oh, oh, sorry. Oh, you know, you go, Pete. Don't do this. Sorry, this is your show. <laughs> He's cooking this show. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Thanks very much for joining us on uh, on the antidote. Uh, look, it was great to get an insight. And as I say, you know, you, you thanked us for for the opportunity, but we thank you because it's uh, it's good to get uh, the perspective of all the different types of, um, of of brewing operations, so that basically the idea is that others who are listening who are in the same sort of boat can a realize that yeah we're not alone but also pick up a, maybe a couple of tips and tricks um to, to sort of to perhaps help themselves in in their business as well so thanks very much for your time no worries thanks guys for the time stay safe stay well you too thanks guys bye take care all right matt we must away because we're run a little bit over. Time. <laughs> well, I, we, 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 I know you're an hour behind, but my family is um, is starting to chew the furniture that they're hungry. And what are you cooking for up for them dinner. tonight, Pete? So maybe we can throw in a uh, like a recipe suggestions uh, section on the antidote. Yeah, we could do that. We're starting tomorrow. Okay, but what are you cooking uh, up tonight? <laughs> Uh, so, um, uh, as we said before, if you'd like to join us as a guest, because you know you might be doing something uh, that you think might help others, you might know somebody who's doing something that might help others, or you've heard something that might be useful to our listeners, get in touch with us at producer at com or through the Radio Brews News Facebook group, and we'll find a spot on future episodes. Matt, thanks very much for joining us. My pleasure, Pete. I'll uh, make sure. I'm not sure what happened. I, it, it just suddenly started going out live. Mate, pop down to the basement, get the hamster back on the wheel. <laughs> So that the internet works. Look, we got there in the end. Look, it, it just kicked in. So, look, apologies to those who, um, you know. Uh, and those who are listening early, to the podcast did... have no idea what we're talking about anyway. So, Exactly. Yeah. Um, but as that, look, I'll, I'll reiterate what I said last night. Um, we will come through this thing. We will catch up with each other IRL um, again. We'll have a beer on the other side. Um, we'll, our businesses will continue and we'll still have our families around us. Uh, things might look a little bit different. But that might just be because we've found something within ourselves that we didn't realise was there, or we might have been inspired by the efforts of those around us. So on that note, I shall leave you for the antidote for uh, another... I didn't say that, you know, we didn't think it had last an episode. We've gone three now, Matt. We have three, and it's, it's only Wednesday. And we'll see you again tomorrow. And we're out.